It's that time again. You're listening to episode three of Young and Fearless with TK. I'm Ryan Clarkin, co-founder of Yantra, and I'm here to bring you the stories of the most successful young entrepreneurs that will reveal their secrets to crafting a future filled with freedom, success, and happiness. This podcast is brought to you by Natural Grain Nutrition Infrared Roasted Coffee. This coffee is really special because the beans are infrared roasted, which means they're never exposed to an open flame, making an extremely smooth, never burnt, never bitter coffee. They offer an organic dark roast and a medium roast as well. You can check this coffee out on yantra.co slash coffee. That's Y-E-N-T-R-E dot co slash coffee. Today we're speaking with TK. TK has been learning how to make money online since the age of 12. He's 18 and is already making six figures of passive income from affiliate marketing and has a video game boosting business that he bought out and restructured. He's one of the most selfless people that I know, and I absolutely know that I would not be where I am today without his help. In this episode, we talk about TK's journey and how he utilized failure as a secret to success. Let's get started. TK, you're on the third episode. How would you describe the feels? Dude, I feel privileged and honored, man. Uh, Thanks for having me. Sure thing, brother. It's very, very weird how I met TK. Most people don't meet other like people online on a forum, but I, I'm really into bodybuilding and fitness. TK is into into bodybuilding too, and we're on the bodybuilding forums on the MISC section. And I saw that he created this thread, and there was an enormous goal here. Talk about your thread a little bit, TK. Yeah, no worries. So basically. At the time, I was uh, making really good strides with my online business and just life in general. Everything was going pretty well for me. And I thought, how could I take what I'm doing right now to the next level? And I remembered I heard this somewhere else that the best way is to surround yourself with people that have a similar mentality. And right now, or at the time in real life, I didn't have too many people I knew in real life that had a similar goal striving mentality. So I thought, where could I meet people that are in, interested in self-improvement, business, things like that? So obviously the first thought that might come to one's head is like a marketing forum or something like that. But my first instinct was to go to this bodybuilding forum because I'd been on it for a while. And although there's a lot of crap and garbage on that forum, I did see a couple of threads on people who are doing great things with themselves, self-improvement, business, and everything in general. So I created this thread. I said, I'm, I'm 17 right now. I'm looking to become a millionaire before I'm 25. I'm going to log all my progress in here, and whoever wants to join me can join me. Yeah, dude. That's I, I saw that, and I was like, what? But if there's any misc bras that are listening to this that are aware, share this with your buddies. And we're, we're about to talk about some really, really inspiring, amazing things. So yeah, I, I saw that he posted this and I reached out to him on Facebook and I was like, wow. I, at first, I didn't know what to think. I was like, okay, the, it, there's one of two things. He's, this kid, he's just looking for attention or he's serious. So I reached out to him over Facebook and I was blown away by the type of things that this guy was working on. And so we connected, we started Skyping and I was working on my first online venture and he was helping me out a ton. So we started talking every week for accountability and just bouncing ideas off each other, learning from each other. And, you know, we we recently created a mastermind and 
now we're able to offer value to tons of different people. So that's kind of how things blasted off. TK, so it's crazy how far back you go in terms of entrepreneurship. You decided to create an online business at the age of 12, and you didn't even do this consciously. You want to talk a little bit about this? Yeah, so uh, more than creating a business, it was more of just learning to make money online however it was. And at the time, I didn't actually get into making my own websites and businesses and things like that until I was uh, really 17. But when I was 12, uh, as the story goes, my brother brought home a check for 150 bucks from Google AdSense from a blog he was running at the time. And I was super fascinated and I thought, like, how, how can I get in on this? And like, can you show me how to do this and blah, 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 blah. And I just kind of, kind of got blown off. So I thought, okay, whatever, I'll, I'll figure it out on my own. So I, the, I go on my computer and the first thing I Google is how to make money online, literally word for word. The first things that came up were a bunch of crap things, but at the time I didn't know they were crap. Uh, and by crap, I mean like doing surveys for money, clicking <laughs> ads for money, stuff like that. And it would just take ages and ages. I would sit there for hours on end to make pennies. So I got into it really young, but as far as success, I can't say I had that much success in the beginning. How long was it before you made your first $100 online and how did you do it? Uh, it probably took me about a year, uh, somewhere in that area when I discovered paper download websites like ShareCash. And I would just use those and upload game hacks, game trainers, things like that onto YouTube and basically make a video of showing how this hack worked. And then in the description, I would post a link to my share cash link. And through that, I started making about 50 to 80 bucks a month. And eventually, yeah, within my first one or two months after a year, uh, I did make a hundred bucks. That's crazy. Cause I did the same exact thing. So back in the halo days, when I was about 15 years old, I was a little interested in making uh, money online. So I, I gave it a shot. I wasn't too serious about it. I was like, all right, let's see if this works. A lot of people use this program. I'm not going to get too in-depth about it because it's really, really controversial. But it, it basically helps you level up in Halo. And I got the program. I made a tutorial, posted the link in the description. It was a share cash link where you get a dollar a download. And I got 85 downloads in the first month. So it, it got taken down after a few months. So I don't make money from it anymore. I haven't made money from it in a long time. But I remember showing my sister the uh, bank account statement. And she didn't think that I was able to make money online. So I showed her and I was like, $85. Oh, yeah. And it, <laughs> it was awesome. But man, you've been at this for what, six years now? Yeah, around there now. Um, it's been quite a while and it's kind of nice to look back and see the kind of progress you make. So, yeah. So, I mean, going at this for, for this long, you must have had a lot, a ton, a ton of failures. How, what, what was your biggest failure? Biggest failures, I mean, as far as the definition of failure goes, I don't see not making money on a venture as a failure. I see it as a chance to identify one of my weaknesses and hopefully keep that in mind going forward so that in the future, when I'm working on something bigger or better, I won't stumble upon that mistake again. I mean, as far as if you want to say as far as money goes, I did have one website where I kind of pinned all my hopes on one promotion strategy. And when it turned out that uh, there were some problems with that promotion strategy. Essentially, I could not think of another way to market the product, and the whole business went down the drain. That being said, it was the most I've ever lost, but it's not um, a lot of money 
in general standards, it was about uh, 500,000 bucks, somewhere around there. Okay. Because up until that point, I'd just been um, using, starting off uh, really small and just scaling up. So that was kind of a big leap for me. But mm -hmm. no, uh, in terms of failures, that's about it. Okay, cool. I, I think I already know the answer to this, but did you ever consider giving up after failing? No, no, not at all. It wasn't. It wasn't too serious of a thing for me. Like I said, when I started, it was a hobby. So, I mean, you can't really fail at a hobby per se, mm -hmm. uh, or at least you don't take it very seriously when you do. So whenever I'd fail, I just keep in mind what I did wrong. Uh, and then the next thing I did, I would make sure that that mistake couldn't pop up again and uh, get me like that. Okay. So you spent, you know, for part of your journey, you spent a year making what probably a few cents a month how how did your parents respond to this yeah i mean um sometimes i would i would get lucky i'd get maybe like a couple bucks a month or maybe like at the most <laughs> 20 30 bucks in the beginning but um they thought i was wasting my time obviously you're spending like what like six seven hours a day and making like two bucks obviously it's your parents aren't going to be too happy mm -hmm. they're going to think you're um Oh, they thought I was wasting my life. How do they act now? Very differently. They ask me how much money I make every day, and they, they try to compare it to yesterday. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> so they go from wasting your time to like, oh, how much money did you make? Oh, yeah, good job, TK. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like with well, – I'm sure it's the same with a lot of people's parents, but a lot of people's parents won't believe in, in the kid themselves or their mm -hmm. abilities but they will believe it when there's physical, tangible proof. So one thing I learned is that when you're faced with doubts like that, you can't expect them, if your parents are like this, you can't expect them to just be behind you and support you like some other people might would. Mm. You just have to know that you have to give them physical, tangible proof that you're on the way to success. And you might have to eat a lot of crap on the way yeah. with them um, criticizing you and things like that. But in the end, it, it can pay off. That's that's a big problem that a lot of people face, especially with the internet marketing scene blowing up and making money online. Our parents and even our friends, they don't understand it. They don't understand that it's even possible. So a lot of people who share their dreams, they get total resistance. And I'm sure you, you've dealt with this a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing that people have to understand is some a lot of people or most people in their lives their ultimate goal in life is to be comfortable and make six figures. So some people go to school for four, six, eight years to make six figures. And if you tell them that, hey, I can make six figures in under a year or however, like whatever period of time it is from my laptop, not going to work with no fixed hours, doing what I want when I want. Of course, that's going to like um, kind of damage their ego because you essentially you're putting a shortcut that they haven't known about or haven't considered that saves you four, five, six years off your life. So you have to expect that there's resistance. And I mean, a good example is from my friends. My friends are all, or at the time they were all um, like my little social circle. A lot of them were about engineering. So every one of them was obsessed with becoming an engineer or a doctor, or whatever. And they say, you know, like within six, seven years, I'm going to make a hundred K blah, 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 blah. And then when I come in and I'm like, okay, so actually my friends don't know I make 100K yet, but uh, <laughs> when I say something like, okay, well, I'm going to try and get there, I, I used to say I'm going to try and get there, 
um, off of my laptop doing what I love when I want it, when I want to do it, uh, you do face a lot of resistance. And I mean, I've had to cut out a huge amount of my friends or just kind of distance myself from them because, I mean, for a certain time, you do try to get along with them and kind of like, like work around their, their judgments on you. But eventually you learn that at some point it's just incompatible and you kind of learn to shut them out because you, you have to recognize and kind of sympathize or empathize with them that they don't have that mental capacity just yet to be able to understand and like open their minds to different possibilities. Mm. Definitely. I've had to do that as well, man. My friend circle I actually have a bigger online friend circle that I uh, than I do in real life. I spend most of my time around my mentor, who I also consider a friend and or a good friend, and my my best friend, and, and then people at the gym. But that's you know I'm not that I have to. I'm working out. Other mm-hmm. than that, it's like I'm I'm connecting with you. I'm connecting with Thomas, uh, the co-owner of Yantra. Uh, I'm connecting with people from our mastermind or I'm reaching out to other people. Definitely, man. I mean, the thing with online stuff is you, you might have to know someone in real life for like a really long time, or you might not even know that they have that kind of mentality after being around them for months. But with, with when you're online, you can instantly identify people in different circles and like communities and things like that, that share a similar mindset and you can just go out and reach out to them instantly, which is, which is really great. Definitely, man. What were your most successful ventures and what are you working on at the moment? My, my most successful venture I started last year, it was a, a blog dedicated to helping people bypass restrictions on websites for clarification. When you go to a website and it says it's US only or um, you, this service isn't available in your country or whatever that is, I help people get around that. If you're thinking about VPNs, not exactly. It's a bit more of a creative solution. but uh, And I, I won't go into too many details on this, but that's the gist of it. And this blog has essentially grown to 300,000 visitors per month, give or take a few thousand. And it's it's generating anywhere from eight to 10,000 a month. I'm, I'm on track to make six figures this year at 18. So that's my most successful. Now, I also started a small website offering a service in the esports industry and that's that's gone really well i actually bought the i actually bought the uh the website off someone else and pretty much remodeled it uh reworked everything and in the first month of operation it's going to make about four thousand dollars in revenue so um that's my that's my project right now and then i have a couple other things lined up in the future but for sure i mean i'm just kind of getting getting a grip on um, what works and what doesn't. And now is really the time when I'm kind of starting to shine because I've made so many mistakes in the past that it's become really uh, easy for me to kind of navigate through those now and just find something that I like, that I'm passionate about, and it has a good uh, potential. That's great, man. So all that time that was spent making a few cents a month and just like maybe $100 every month, and no guarantees. It's all cultivating now, and everything's emerging and coming together. So now you're at, you're at a peak point where you can just be like, "Oh, I have an idea. I know what to do with it. Let's get started." And you have a a team for that second project that you told me about. How many people do you have working for you at the moment? We've got about fifteen, somewhere around there. I actually have a kind of a co owner that manages a side of it as well. 
he, he manages subset of the employees or the, uh, the people working for us. And then I have a, a little section that I manage as well. And, and this isn't like an office or a physical building or anything that we run this out of. It's strictly through Skype, laptops, and just communication over the internet. And yeah, we're going to be hiring a few extra people um, this month and hopefully some more next, next month after that. Wow. So you're 18 years old, you're in grade 12, and you work from your bedroom on your laptop, and you're managing 15 people and growing. Correct, yeah. Um, Yeah, after I'm done with this project, I'll keep continue to grow it, maintain it, and then I'll move on to new things. It's always good to try new things because, I mean, with my blog, I was, I was, just, it was a single person operation and I would manage everything myself. And, um, obviously that's fun, but I thought that not only would, um, my second website with the esports be a good way to make some more additional income, mm-hmm. but it was a perfect chance for me to kind of try out my leadership skills and see, um, if I could manage a team, if I could keep things working smoothly. And I'm not going to say I'm a perfect leader or anything. I'm still learning a lot. But yeah, man, it's coming along great. Wow. So you have a lot of great things coming up in the future too. You are getting ready to graduate. What are your plans for after you graduate? Are you going to go to college or are you going to go to university or are you going to continue working on your ventures? Well, regardless of whether I go to university or not, I'm going to find time to work on my ventures because it's, it's literally my hobby. It's been my hobby for six years, just like people like collecting stamps or whatever. No offense to anyone collecting stamps, by the way, that's actually a <laughs> But um, yeah, so the only thing is if I do go to university, which I'm planning to try out, I won't have as much time to work on my ventures, but at the same time, I could be learning a lot of different things and get access to a lot of resources that I would normally not have access to at all. Lots of connections, lots of mentorship programs, that kind of stuff. So right now, well, my plan is to go to university, try it out, uh, and obviously I'm doing my degree in business, but... I'm going to see if, if it's for me, see if I'm learning something, but if it's just like, I feel like I'm spending all my time studying or there's, there's just too much else going around me that I can't focus on my ventures because ultimately everything I do should lead back to helping me uh, develop my ventures better. Mm-hmm. And if, and if it can't do that, then, then yeah, it's not for me, okay. but I do think there's some potential there. I'm going to go and see how it goes. Cool. You see two possibilities here. You see everything working out and uh, an equal balance between work and school, but you also see another possibility of of not having the time that you want to work on your ventures. Say that were the case, how do you think your parents would react to that if you said, um, I'm, I'm done with school, I'm going to focus on building my businesses? I mean, it's definitely not something they want me to do, um, especially with immigrant parents, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, school school is why your parents come to this country or wherever you're, wherever you're at to give you a better education. And for you to say that you don't want to do to get a degree or whatever, that's a huge blow to them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the purpose of a job is to, is to um, do something you love, in my opinion, and make a living. And if, you're, if I can already do that with my ventures, then I mean, there's, there's really no point. Mm-hmm in me getting the degree in my opinion. Um, and I can also learn a lot of things, but I think they'd be disappointed at first, but if I was stable and had gotten to the point where I'm making in the higher six figures, or maybe they can just see just from a glance that even if all my ventures went to crap, I would have enough savings Mm -hmm. to live comfortably for a while. 
I think their main thing is just security. So as so long as I can show them security, it should be fine. Okay. So you've talked to your dad about this before, right? Right. I said, I said, if I made $300,000 a year, would you still expect me to stay in university? And he, he initially said flat out no. But after a while, he, he kind of uh, said, well, we'll see when it happens. So, I mean, I'd say challenge accepted to that. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So this podcast is it's all about giving the listeners useful knowledge and tools that they can walk away with. What would you say are three must-use resources that have aided in creating financial freedom for yourself? Definitely. So the three resources are one of them, and a lot of people might know about this, a lot of you might not, is Reddit. Now, Reddit is a place for a lot of things, but it does have a pretty strong entrepreneurial and uh, startup community there. So if you guys go to reddit.com slash r slash entrepreneur or reddit.com slash r slash startup, there's a lot of great posts in there of people who are asking questions similar to yourself maybe about starting a business or dealing with certain challenges, legal issues, marketing, managing people, like anything. And one thing I like the most about Reddit is a lot of people who have been within the Reddit community, gotten their advice from there, and have gone on to build successful businesses, they come back and they basically write a huge case study detailing top to bottom what they've done to become successful, all their resources and stuff like that. And it's not often that a business will tell you exactly how they got to the point they're at, all the struggles, the hurdles, and all that kind of stuff. So getting a kind of inside look like that is really is, has really helped me out, and um, Reddit's a great place to do that. Uh, second of all, I read a lot of online magazines like Forbes, Entrepreneur, Business Insider, and basically you can get a better sense from viewing these websites, seeing what other people are doing around the world, how big players are kind of pushing the world to do bigger and better things. Um, and it just sets the bar really high for yourself to kind of aspire to be like some of these people. Like, for example, I've read a lot about Elon Musk, and I think he's fantastic. And that, and like the fact that he's revolutionizing, like he revolutionized three industries at once mm-hmm. or, or very close together is, is really inspiring to me. And it's something that I would like to do as well. Not on that scale, scale per se, but just be successful in a lot of different areas. And my last one, and personally, this is one of the most important to me, is when you're working on ventures and things like that, you can get discouraged, you can get depressed, you can get stressed out. And one of the most important things when you're building a website or a business or some kind of way to make money for me is making sure that my mental state is at its peak. So I want to be sharp. I don't want to have distractions. I don't want to have fears, none of that stuff. When I'm working, I want to be working at my maximum my maximum level. So basically, tinybuddha.com is a great place to look at articles related to meditation, relaxation, stress management, honestly, anything to do with y- your mental health. And I've actually made a habit of, before I go to bed every day, I check this website for a new article that might relate to um, some kind of problem I've been having. And more often than not, there's some kind of uh, article addressing my issue. And to be clear, I'm not being paid by any of these companies or websites. I'm not endorsing them out of some kind of reward, but just my personal experience and what I think is best for everyone to read. That's really interesting because when most people relax or have leisure time, they spend their time watching TV and they're not really getting any benefit out of it. 
but you find relaxation by reading articles. So you're learning and bettering yourself at the same time by doing this. Mm-hmm. And I'll be the first to say I used to be a big Netflix addict, like not even too long ago. But the thing I realized is when when I had a problem or I was stressed out or I was or I was I felt like I didn't want to work, my escape from that would be watching TV or playing video games. Not to say that there's anything bad about playing these doing these things in small doses, but I would just use it as like kind of a crutch to distract myself from whatever my issues at the time were. Mm-hmm. And obviously it doesn't work because the moment you're done watching TV or whatever, because the TV might provide like a momentary or a temporary um, relief from whatever stress you're having because you become a vegetable essentially. Yeah, but I agree. W- yeah, once you're once you're past that, it all just comes right back to you and you've really accomplished nothing in the end. Mm. So instead of avoiding the problem and distracting yourself from it, the best solution is to find the root of your problem, accept that it's there, and then find a way that you can go about solving that problem or working towards solving it in the near future. And Tiny Buddha is a really good place to kind of identify the causes of problems you're having and then kind of work to find a solution. So what other types of things do you do in your spare time when you're not working on your ventures that will give you that time to relax but not necessarily turn your brain into mush? Right. One thing I like to do and you do too is is work out. It's working out isn't even if you don't want to become a uh, like a pro bodybuilder or anything. I mean, it provides a lot of relaxation because you're exerting yourself physically, and in doing so, you're also exerting yourself mentally. And and a lot of people can relate to this that once you're done working out or whatever, you have a great sense of satisfaction. Yeah. You feel good, and you're ready to take on the day. So working out is another thing I like to do. Definitely, and what I like to do is split split my day up. So. I'll have a period of a long period of work in the morning and then I'll go and I'll train and you know that period of time three four o'clock where your energy starts to hit hit the floor that's when I go to the gym and when I come out I have that endorphin high and I feel great and then I can tackle the rest of the challenges throughout the day yeah it's daily routines are really important because if you're being a couch potato for the first couple hours you're awake Like I've noticed this, if I watch TV for two hours in the morning, like I used to, and then I got on with the rest of my day, it would just lack quality Mm -hmm. and it would be not at my, I would would not be doing these activities as I should. So it's important to start off the day or um, the first little bit of your day with something positive like meditation or maybe reading or working out. Mm -hmm. And, And it really puts a lot of quality into your day as the day progresses. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. If you could give one piece of advice to an entrepreneur that is at the beginning of their journey, what would it be? Honestly, I would say don't be afraid to fail. In fact, not just that, but you should learn to love failure because every time I failed, I would come out with one or two or maybe three things that I knew I would have to consider in the future. Because it's like the more you can fail, the more you can spot these mistakes and Every time you fail, you're getting closer and closer and closer to reaching success or reaching whatever goal you want to do. Don't be depressed by failure. Don't get upset about it. Accept that it's happened. Look for a lesson you can take away from that and then apply it towards the future. Wow. Powerful words of advice, TK. Hey, I want to thank you for coming on, man. It was a great episode. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. 
I want to take a minute to acknowledge our listeners. Thank you guys for listening. We just launched this podcast and we already have hundreds, if not thousands of listeners. So I really want to thank you. Our site is growing really, really fast and I'm kind of overwhelmed and extremely grateful at the same time. But this podcast isn't just about you, the listener. It's not about you. It's also about the people who are around you. You have the power to change their lives. If you know someone who has a gift, but they're not giving it to the world either out of fear or just because they don't realize their own potential, share this episode with them and help them realize their greatness. This speech is about judgment. It's about letting go of the judgment of others. So we're going to get real deep here. When you get down to it, we're all just chemicals. We're all a series of chemicals, a series of atoms. We're all energy with individual consciousness. The fear of judgment, it's another basic delusion. I'm going to bleep this one out, but <laughs> Ziz, he's an uh, internet celebrity. He passed away, but... The one of the biggest quotes that I took away from him is, if you give a what people think about you, you're not going to get anywhere in life. And it's so true. You should never imprison yourself within the judgment of others. You should never not do what you want to do because you're afraid of what people will think about you. One of the most empowering beliefs that I use is, I like to think about the idea that, okay, this is going to get real out there, so focus. This is a deep idea. You are the universe. And think about that for a second. You are the universe. What is the universe? The universe is everything. You are everything. Because without your experience, the universe wouldn't exist. <laughs> this is getting real deep. The universe wouldn't exist. It wouldn't exist to you. Uh, it would exist to the other people. But when it comes down to it, Everything started from one point and then expanded, right? So you are just as much the universe as I am the universe. You are me and I am you. We're all the same. We're all one thing. When you think about it that way and you think about others, other people as just a version of yourself, at that point, all fear of judgment just dissolves because if you judge someone, you're, you're technically judging yourself because you are the universe. Don't care what people think about you, be you, because there's only one of you, There's you're totally unique, there will only ever be one of you, so don't limit yourself, don't put yourself down, don't imprison yourself in fear based on other people's judgment. Live your own life, don't live the life of others, don't live a life that someone else paved out for you because you're afraid of what they'll say, do, or think if you take your own path.